That was the greatest night in the history of television. Okay. What happened to the Oscars? Of course, our memory of the entire 2022 Academy Awards broadcast will be overshadowed by Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, and we'll get to that soon, but the physical outburst was just the cherry on top of a deeply frustrating evening. In 2022, it's harder than ever to know what the Oscars are supposed to be. Where movie lovers unite and watch TV. And so, as Vulture's Jen Cheney put it, the Oscars attempted to be all things to all people and ended up effectively serving no one. The frantically edited 94th Academy Awards had an air of desperation as it grasped for ways to hold our attention and seem relevant while diluting anything serious about its central mission to preserve great cinema's legacy. If the slap is the main thing we'll remember about the 2022 Oscars, what does that say about any deeper value the Academy Awards even still hold in our zeitgeist and cultural conversation? Here's everything that went wrong with the Oscars and why they're in existential danger of not mattering. During a raging pandemic, you made a movie. I mean, really, yeah, give yourselves a hand. That's incredible. I didn't see many, any of them. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get notified about all our new videos. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Manscaped is trusted by more than 4 million men worldwide for providing premium tools and formulations for grooming and hygiene. Right now, you can get 20% off by going to Manscaped.com and using promo code THETAKE. Not sure what to get with this awesome deal? Manscaped just debuted the Ultra Premium Collection. It's a brand new lineup of men's products meant to keep you hydrated from head to toe during the cold winter months and beyond. This collection is seriously a one-stop shop for a perfect grooming routine. Take the Manscaped 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, which is a million times better than anything you can get in a drugstore. This non-greasy daily conditioning formula is naturally hydrating and rich in antioxidants to keep your hair feeling its healthiest, and it gives you a subtle masculine scent. Pair it with the Ultra Premium Hydrating Body Spray for moisturizing those hard-to-reach areas and Manscaped's free gift with the collection, the Lip Balm. The Ultra Premium Collection is entirely cruelty-free, paraben-free, and vegan. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code THETAKE for 20% off your order, plus free international shipping. First, let's talk about the elephant in the room, the slap. I did not know that this year was going to be the most exciting Oscars ever. Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith that in context seems to refer to her alopecia. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it, all right? Will Smith came up to the stage, slapped Chris Rock, and upon sitting back down, shouted, Keep my wife's name out your f there are, if anything, too many dimensions to this. Many have raised the important point that violence can never be condoned. The Telegraph's Robbie Kalins called the slap an unforgivable low point in Oscars history. There's also backstory here. Rock had made Pinkett Smith the butt of the joke at the Oscars before in 2016. Jada's gonna boycott the Oscars. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. <laughs> I wasn't invited. And in the intervening period, Pinkett Smith revealed that she had alopecia, an autoimmune disease that causes hair loss. So many felt that Rock's joke about a medical condition, which affects a lot of black women especially, was out of line, and some appreciated or at least could relate to Will Smith's reaction to stand up for his wife. I seen a man stand up for his wife, which we don't see that much anymore. That made me have hope. 
The Academy itself seemed completely at a loss for how to respond to the moment, doing nothing as Smith returned back to his seat before Denzel Washington took him aside to regroup and he was then awarded the Best Actor trophy later in the evening. Though the Academy condemned Smith's violence on Twitter after the ceremony, announced an investigation and said they asked him to leave on the night, though some have disputed this. In the moment, The Guardian's Stuart Heritage wrote, the outright failure of the show's producers and guests to chastise Smith or even fully acknowledge his attack has thrown the entire Academy into disrepute. It was a disappointing end to what should have been a triumphant moment for Smith and for the fans his career has meant a lot to, and the violence and toxic masculinity of the moment, which was later reinforced by Smith's confusing speech about protecting women. Richard Williams was a fierce defender of his family. I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people was a sad spectacle to be putting out there as the major takeaway of the evening. Director Pedro Almodovar commented, this was a fundamentalist speech that we should neither hear nor see, which seemed more like that of a cult leader, adding that you don't defend or protect the family with your fists, and the only reason some view it as the great event of the night is due to the faceless monster that is the social media. At the same time, The Guardian's Teo Barrow notes that over-the-top white outrage reactions like Judd Apatow's tweet that Smith could have killed Rock and showed pure out-of-control rage and violence were precious at best and downright racist at worst. And as the complexities of Will and Jada's open marriage have received a lot of attention in recent years. What does it mean to love in freedom? The simple idea is it's friendship versus marital prison. The incident suggested there's a lot going on emotionally under the surface in their personal lives that we can only really speculate about. Will Smith, um... <laughs> You're married, but you know what? You're on the list and looks like Jada approved you, so you get on up here. Meanwhile, the strange effect of this disgraceful event was that for once there was buzz and conversation around the Oscars again. Inside Hooks, Bonnie Stiernberg wrote that Will Smith gave the Oscars the excitement they wanted, but in the worst possible way. As the ceremony's many desperate-feeling plays to come across as exciting failed to make anything like the impact Smith's drama did, still, Heritage notes in his Guardian article, if it takes Will Smith's slap to make people watch the Oscars, Oscars, is it doomed? This kind of appeal probably won't lead to higher future ratings, and most people are still seeking out this kind of meme-friendly content online rather than by watching the broadcast. So what did the rest of that broadcast actually look like? As a ceremony theoretically designed to reward excellence in movies, the Academy Awards' importance and glamour relies on making us feel there's something irreplaceable about movie magic. It frequently rewards movies about movies. If I'm doing a fake movie, it's going to be a fake hit. And it expresses reverence for cinema's greats through Lifetime Achievement Awards and the In Memoriam segment, which celebrates the contributions of careers spent in Hollywood. But this year's Oscars demonstrated an odd approach to what was worth remembering and celebrating, sending the message that it really isn't as much about the movies anymore as it pretends to be. Throughout the ceremony, the Oscars repeatedly summoned nostalgia for classic films that viewers could be counted on to remember and like, rather than the films that came out this year. Rosie Perez, Wesley Snipes, and Woody Harrelson presented an award in honor of the 30th anniversary of White Men Can't Jump, a movie that was ignored by the Oscars when it was first released. The ceremony celebrated Pulp Fiction's 28th anniversary, which isn't even an anniversary year. Maybe later we'll have a $5 milkshake. Yeah, how about a Royal with cheese? 
Francis Ford Coppola, Al Pacino, and Robert De Niro came on stage to celebrate the 50th anniversary of The Godfather, but there wasn't even time for Pacino or De Niro to say anything. I feel moments like this should be sincere and brief. And the stars followed a montage inexplicably backed by a history of hip-hop's use of The Godfather that highlighted the film's cool moments at a blink or you'll miss it pace. It's as if they didn't even have faith that one of the most popular films in history could hold our attention for even a few uninterrupted seconds on its own. The In Memoriam segment seemed to be aiming for a celebrating these lives vibe, but as the dancing choir competed with the images of the deceased, the result was an odd, hectic spectacle, including Jamie Lee Curtis carrying a dog on stage. Tony Hawk, Kelly Slater, and Sean White commemorated the 60th anniversary of the James Bond franchise, presumably because Bond movies are known for eye-popping action sequences and big stunts. While we tried our best to be game changers in our respective sports, there's no question James Bond was a game changer. But the stunt performers who actually make those scenes happen have never been celebrated at the Oscars in the first place. Some of the categories that are most important to the craft of making movies, including editing, score, hair and makeup, and production design, were filmed in advance and awkwardly shoehorned into the broadcast, the result ironically making a strong case for the importance of editing. In another dose of irony, most of the sidelined technical awards were won by Dune, which is probably the most seen film in the running for numerous awards this year, not the one you need to cut if you're worried about eyeballs. As pop culture reorients toward fan culture, the object of celebration increasingly isn't movies themselves, but the franchises that produce them, whether that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Star Wars, or James Bond. And the franchises have responded accordingly. Sony and Marvel waged a campaign to get Spider-Man No Way Home nominated for Best Picture. Though the campaign was unsuccessful, Spider-Man still won the war. This year's Oscars featured fan awards, which invited ordinary Oscar viewers to vote in categories like the best Oscars cheer moment. And the results revealed the disconnect between Oscar movies and voters. The winning top five moments only included one from before the year 2000, and one from a non-action movie. The top three were from superhero films, and the online legion of Zack Snyder fans managed to show up for the online polls that the biggest, most cheer-worthy moment in movie history was The Flash entering the Speed Force. Snyder's Army of the Dead also took the fan favorite award. This doubling down on popularity for its own sake is part of what culture writer Emily St. James describes as the award's journey to becoming the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade as movies continue to retreat in relative cultural importance and the awards grasp desperately at every pop culture straw extended to them in the name of continued relevance. The Oscars seem keenly aware that elite adult-oriented movies just don't hold the same place in our culture as they once did. It's why the Oscars ratings went from 57 million million in 1998 to 23 million in 2020. This year's ceremony was an improvement over last year, but was still the second lowest rated Oscars in history. Unfortunately, the Academy's approach seems to be jumping on the bandwagon, sidelining the movies it purports to honor as the best of the year and focusing instead on content bites that might briefly catch the attention of the lowest common denominator. Meanwhile, since the advent of the Oscars So White hashtag in 2015, the Academy has come under increasingly intense criticism for rewarding the same types of movies and creatives over and over. Yet while the show has certainly gotten more diverse, the Oscars' response to the plenty of criticisms that remain is to make a series of jokes about how they haven't fixed the problems. After years of Hollywood ignoring women's stories, this year we finally got a movie about the incredible Williams sisters' dad. And this empty case honors her historic win. It also honors all the Oscars won by black directors. 
The ceremony's connection to the ideal of the movies feels more tenuous than ever. After a musical performance from Beyonce, the first person on stage to introduce the hosts was inexplicably DJ Khaled. Let me introduce this the right way. I'm talking about actresses, comedians, Many of the evening's jokes were at the expense of the movies themselves. You know, um, I watched that movie three times and I'm halfway through it. Don't Look Up is nominated. Yes. Yep. I guess the Academy members don't look up reviews. <laughs> Are the Oscars unsalvageable? Not entirely. Many of the wins of the night, from Coda to Ariana DeBose, were touching and historic. You see a queer, openly queer woman of color, an Afro-Latina, who found her strength in life through art. And that's what I believe we're here to celebrate. Perhaps the most genuinely emotional moment of the evening came right at the end, when Lady Gaga presented Best Picture with show business legend Liza Minnelli. I got you. This created a bridge between Hollywood's past, present, and future. Everything that the awards are supposed to celebrate. And maybe if next year's awards focus more on that mission, we won't be talking about how terrible they were. You see that? Yeah. The public, they love you. This is The Take on your favorite movie shows and culture. Subscribe so you can watch all of our videos.